0: Uploading it? Oh no! Ready? <laughs> they don't do that. It's the Mario Maker does that. Oh, I know. It, like you get to an hour trying to get through your own stuff. Yeah, but yeah. that
1: means at least if you upload something, you're not uploading some possible nonsense. It can be completed because you had to have done it.
0: There's, yeah. Unless like you have like ungodly skills or godlike skills. Hey, yeah. still beat it. <laughs> so it matters. Someone did it. Someone did it. Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode world 24, episode one. This is start of season 24, <laughs> <laughs> if you're counting it by tens. Uh, so 24-1, my
1: name is Rob Nichols. And I'm not designing impossible levels. No. Um, do you play uh, Mario Maker at all? I do here and there, but not, not in large doses because I am mm. spread hyper thin yeah. on games, which can be a bad thing but when you really get on the table I've come to realize over the last couple of years but I've been coming to more accept it recently is that I kind of thrive on constantly playing new stuff it's a weird thing like yeah. I thought about so um, it came up early. Actually, it didn't come up yet but um we recently real um realized that SML just had its 600th episode mm. and I it turns out that I have actually been doing reviews for his show since maybe episode 295, which means from episode <laughs> 295
0: to 600,
1: 600, divide that by two, because I usually do reviews every second episode. I have done a review for at least one game for every single episode Half for every half episode of these 150 episodes, that, I've reviewed one new game. Minimum.
0: Minimum. That is so many more games than I've played in two years pronounced. <laughs>
1: yeah, so factor that in with the fact that I also get my own games.
0: No, actually more games than I played over the course of this podcast.
1: <laughs> Probably. Yeah. It's a lot of games. And like I I just like playing new stuff. There's something to be said about just like getting that rush of new mechanics mm. and new imagery and new music. And it also kind of lets you dip your toe into multiple pots. It so kind of needs to get an exposure to like what's out there and what people, what you can suggest to people. So like someone might say, Pearl, you think of this game? And I might not be able to say, oh, I beat the game. It's totally worth it. But by that same token, you could ask me for input on a minimum of 150 games from that period of time that I can at least say, I put some time into this. I experienced it. This is how I feel about it. Would I spend cash money on it? That's a question. <laughs> but do I think the game itself in its own right is work, works? I do think it works. Um, so it's an interesting element there. But like, it's also just the fact that 600 episodes, it's That's of anything. Of anything. And for the right, I don't think I stated it, SML Podcast. That's the the show that I also do like game reviews on. And where can you find that? Um, honestly, he <laughs> doesn't have a webpage. So it's Twitter. So it's the SML Podcast on Twitter. Um... The SML podcast on Facebook, and if he has anywhere else, it's you know, on YouTube, you know. right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. He does have it on YouTube. Right, every episode's okay. up on YouTube as well. Um, only warning is no timestamps, so you just kind of have to click and wing it. But uh otherwise, yeah, it's out there. And honestly, genuinely, it's a fun thing. Like addition to like where I come on this show <laughs> and we hang out, I also like being on that show and hanging out too. It's become that thing where you go and it's like a nice relaxing breather from like the nine to five rugged nonsense so i usually record that show on tuesdays and we do rhythm and pixels on thursdays unless something happens which life has done that a lot lately yeah
0: life finds a way (laughs) to to get the show going though but Mm -hmm. um, but yeah this is yeah the past few weeks have we've been kind of off schedule on schedule It's usually good to keep a schedule. We don't always, like, you don't have to keep a schedule, but we just kind of do because we release every week.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And so I need time to, like, do editing and this and that. But um, I've been making time for games because I feel like between being anxious and incredibly angry all the time, I am exhausted. I hear that. So I started playing uh, games again, which is, of course, not unusual, but for me, it's for I, you, it was different. I don't... You,
1: you, you were doing other stuff that kept you out of the house or spending time with the misses that kept you off yeah, the games.
0: Yeah, a lot of gardening. Well, that I kept, kept me off the games for now.
1: <laughs> but I mean, that's not saying it as in yeah, like I it was like know. a shot collar. I'm just saying like time yeah. is a resource yes. that is limited. And as a result, <laughs> if you do anything that is not playing a game, if you want but want to play a game, theoretically it's keeping you off the games, but it's a choice. Mm, it's yeah. not like you're being made to do it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like the, I, I I play games very differently and I play them for different reasons and it's really important that I'm able to play it on my own time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the games that I'm interested in and the games that I find really, really, really interesting are usually like these bigger RPGs or adventure games that are like, you can't sit down for like an hour or just 30 minutes and then put it down. Like the intro is like, three hours on its own or and if, and if I have to stop it in the middle of something I'm not going to come back and be like it, ex, I, it takes a lot of these games take a while to get excited about right mm-hmm. sometimes I, I will say and that's I feel I feel like I'm saying i mean but I feel like it's a thing that like anime does where it's like oh it's good after like the 10th episode you know like once you know the characters and everything's established I'm like but 10 episodes to get me excited like you read a book that first chapter should hook you if, if those if that first chapter if that first page doesn't hook you that's a problem. I will say, you know, it's got to get you.
1: I will say this, though. There's something to be said about that, though. Like, because sometimes it depends on who tells you wait X hours till it gets good. And the reason I say that is because a lot of people, especially with video games, because the whole concept of video games is mm. visual stimulation, visual and audio stimulation. Mm. So, if sometimes a person will say that because it's not action packed at that point in the game. They want you to be firing on all synapses immediately. Yes. But when it comes to things like RPGs, a lot of the times what they'll do is they build it slow. They do world building stuff. So it's like, hey, these are tropish. Here we go. These kids go to school. It's a high school. (laughs) And one of them is really good at science. And this kid is sort of a natural leader. And they're just kind of slowly collecting all the stuff. But to
0: build the world, it's like... um, Okay, now you're in a town. Go and talk to every person, whether you want to or not. Well,
1: that stuff I get. That's just to me. That's just what? poor just design doesn't. of the world. Builders. Now
0: I will say, there are really good examples of this. Not even like recent examples of the, of it being done right. Final Fantasy VII had that whole, uh, um, like
1: that whole intro in seven. Oh, the Mako Mako. A- I got to play Remake so Mako. I can hear the proper pronunciation, because I don't know if it's Mako or Mako. I think it was... I think it was... I called it Mako every M, time.
0: It was M-O-K-O.
1: M-O-K-O, so I, Mako. I'm, I, no, so it, Mako. It's a Mako. No, it's an acronym. <laughs> nope. I just... Until I play Remake, <laughs> no. to me, is, Ma, is, is, Ma, is Mako now. And you know what?
0: And you can still say, Titus or Titus, it doesn't matter. You'll
1: always be Titus to me. You'll always be a little Titus, Teeny tiny.
0: Um, but no, but like that that hooks you right away, while still having that slow burn. It kind of pulls you in with some action and some ideas. I think Trails of Cold Steel, the first one, like it starts you in like a dungeon with everybody overpowered, and you're like, here's everything. You don't know everything yet. Like You don't know anything about the game yet, but we're starting you here to get you excited. But that, but that uh, methodology the... can backfire though oh, too. It can. So it can.
1: like, and I would say personally, Cold Steel could do that. Mm. Like so, give you an example. To go from away from video games to books, so I don't typically tend to read like I used to when I was a kid. I was a readaholic. As an adult, ADHD, alpha zoo, I suck at reading full novels. I'll read articles and like uh, studies, mm-hmm. um, but books terrible. It. There's one book that hooked me, mm-hmm. which is funny because it was actually one of the author's more recently panned books, and that was Stephen King's Cell. It was a book about uh, cell phones that warped brains and made you into, like, kind of, like, raging monsters. So, essentially, that game on that book, the very first chapter broke out into, like, crazy madness in a way that I did not expect. And I was drawn in immediately. I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. This is the first chapter of the book. I'm ready now. This is a weird, wild world. And then from that chapter on, it was... The typical Stephen King slow burn of dialogue and characters interacting and Mm -hmm. experiencing the world around them, but at that point I was already drawn in. Now, by that same token, though, it was already a perilous world, though. So I was, even though it was slow, there was still like you know concern. There was that edge. But Trails of Cold Steel, what that game does is like it starts out with that run. It's like it's like a let's say three quarters of the way through the game, Mm -hmm. it's a very tense moment in the game, and like you said, everyone's overpowered and you're just like kind of blitzing through it. But then after that. You get like 10 hours of a school. Yeah. And it's I, like, I stopped playing. Go find this kid's lost cat. Yeah. It's like, no, that kind of took that raging intro and wasted it. Yeah. It, now, with that said, though. Thank you. I'm so glad you agree. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> I it, felt bad. Well, I, didn't well, go I do back. agree. But the game still works. But with that said, I would not dismiss anyone mm-hmm. if they came to me and said, I can't take it, Prono. This game's too slow. Mm-hmm. Because it's really, really molasses slow. Mm-hmm. It's just that when the cool bits hit, it's cool. They are really good. Yeah. But then after oh, that, it's like, okay, well it's time punctu- to go help this kid find his friend. They're playing hide and seek together.
0: And it's punctuated by amazing music, which mm-hmm. is what I was like really excited about. So I started playing, um, uh, cross which was out on PC for a long time. And then it got released on PS4 and switch Um, A couple weeks ago, and it is not the fastest game either. It's moving along pretty slow, but it's very colorful. It's very pretty. The dialogue. The dialogue is really funny. I really like the dialogue. So, so immediately, I'm already kind of like feeling. I feel very involved with the characters. Uh huh. Um, I feel like connected to them, which is nice. And even though the dialogue is a little hacky and kind of silly, but like it's kind of like the writers know you're playing a video game because it's a game within a game mm-hmm. so like they can kind of play on that and that makes me feel good about it but the gameplay is like a hack and slash mmo like to the letter Oy. like it's it's not even like par- it's it's almost like a parody of a hack and slash mmo where it's like here's 20 quests of go kill everything now bring back these things i'll go out there and kill 10 more rats and bring back me and of course as much but as i hate
1: them i still want to do
0: them there is like normally i would be so annoyed but i am in a place right now where i need something a little monotonous punctuated by good boss fights and puzzles mm-hmm. and um, and that's that's doing it for me right now and the gameplay is like it's it's almost like a twin stick shooter yes which is very like cool yeah it's so smooth and and so it's really successful the music is incredible mm-hmm. like it's really good there's a lot of music and but it's all pixely it's almost like zelda like no it plays like secret of mana is what it does
1: it was i think it was designed with 16 bit snes in particular yeah. games in mind
0: yeah it really it really is but there's a, definitely a lot more colors than in the snes and it's really bright um i love the world they created i'm really into that so that that's actually kind of made me feel i'm not sure like if it wasn't if it's not a good thing to sort of like shut my brain off and play for a while because then i'm done and i'm like what happened to my night? You know, but then I'm like, you know, what? I think I needed that. Like, that's pretty good. Well, you at know? the
1: same time, I mean, there's a trade off there. It's not necessarily what happened to my night. Yeah. If you, it's like if you watch a TV show, yeah, and like you I run chose, the whole show. Loose. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. Still, even though you can say what happened to my night, you still know. Oh yeah, I watched this show, and yeah. here's what happened in the show.
0: But yeah, true. But this game plays like an MMO, where it's like, man, what did I do? And I was like, well,
1: I fulfilled a bunch of quests. I went and I <laughs>
0: found a bunch of flowers, and I gave it back to that lady, and I leveled up. That was pretty good. I got to that. Good I, night. Fu- I <laughs> fought
1: that one guy in the square, though. That was um, nifty.
0: One other thing that's really, um, I don't know, stimulated my brain was finding new music. And there's an artist that I love. His name is Metric, uh, M E T R I K. He's a drum, drum and bass producer, and because. Um, music, like musicians and producers, and, and like they're having a hard time right now. Oh yeah, they are. Um, like the, like the, especially DJs, they make their money doing gigs. And so this guy, he doesn't produce a lot of music, but when he does, it's usually like a whole bunch at once. Mm-hmm. And so he's had a lot of time to finish this this album. And so he has a new album out now called Ex Machina, and it is crazy. It, I, everything he's produced has been good, but there's usually like, like some songs that are better than others. Okay. Every song. Every song like kills it. Every song is such a, it's such a banger. Every song is so heavy and so melodic. And then he released a, um like a, like a preview party on YouTube. And I'll, I'll link to it because you think it's the album, but it's actually him playing with the album. It's like all of the parts of the music done in like different ways. And he, he mixes it with like music from Ghost in the Shell and all this other stuff. It's so, so good. So it's called Ex Machina from metric and it's actually made it I'm like it's made me feel excited again I, it's music so good.
1: Has, I mean music is powerful like it's that. so powerful
0: it's so so powerful I mean and you might it might not be your thing it's like really hardcore like heavy drum and bass heavy like dark synthesizers and stuff but it's so much fun so much fun.
1: It might maybe it'll hit some, it'll resonate with some of that video game music love too. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I think so. Like, like the, uh, searching for tracks for this episode is has definitely hit it for me.
1: Actually, one thing I wanted to mention before I forget that I yeah. think was funny. So, um, I think it was last week where our episode, yeah, it was, where we were talking about Capcom characters and where they turned up in games and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I did mention Project Cross Zone, but. I hadn't played it, really, at the time. I played very little of it. So all I thought I was, like, well, I know this characters. So I know at least Morgan's in it or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And at that point, I was like, oh, that's it. And then, of course, like, you know, it came up later. People were like, yo, all these people were in Project on pro What are you talking about? I think it was Daryl that mentioned it. And one other listener mentioned Daryl. it, too.
0: <laughs> that guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Daryl mentioned it, like... I can't remember maybe what one other person did, but I ended up finally busting out because I've been doing that lately. Like, I've been breaking out some of my unplayed retro games and finally Mm. giving them a spin. So I dug out Project Cross Zone and started playing with it. And the prologue, the friggin' prologue, they had Queen Bee, they had (laughs) Jetta, they had Dimitri, they had Morgan. All, that was
0: just in the prologue. So all of these Darkstalkers characters that we were like, I don't know if they're in this game. They're all in the prologue. They're and, on the
1: prologue. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I I feel at least okay because I was like, I know Morgan isn't, and I'm almost positive Felicia going to pop up somewhere because they're like the they're the money characters I'll call them. Yeah. For the franchise. Because
0: because like there's a lot of interesting characters in Darkstalker Darkstalkers or Vampire Savior or whatever you want to call it. But um, but yeah, the characters that people recognize are the ones who wear the less, the least amount of clothing.
1: Unfortunately, yeah. but so those two are the ones that usually pop up. But the fact that all these guys got some do just in the mm-hmm. like I, was, I saw a Queen I was like, oh my god, Queen B. You
0: don't see character. her a whole lot. You Usually see the um, what's uh, so, so, so the character, of the lady with like the big hands? Oh, Cinco. Cinco, yeah, yeah. You usually see her more more frequently, like making um, Cinco. Awesome, she's cool. There's some interesting, interesting characters. So today's topic we should get into. <laughs> it's, it's been a minute. It's been about yeah, about fifteen minutes. Um, I th- I believe it was suggested by uh, the last weekend. No. I think so, and then someone can correct me. But it is um, it's jams. It is pump up the jams music. You can get pumped. To. Yeah, it's get pumped music. So I'm I'm imagining this is like music that like in your mind creates like a montage of you getting like
1: super muscly. And climbing the Empire State Building. I'll be honest. And chewing I, glass. I came at it from a variety of different angles. Ultimately, they all culminate in the same general sensation. Mm-hmm. But I approached it from multiple angles. It'll be interesting to see if I can nail that all down.
0: Oh, I hope so. I hope so. I hope that I, I can pick up what you're, what you're, what you're cooking. <laughs>
1: can you what I'm cooking? <laughs> yes. Beans and rice.
0: Can you smell what the Pernell has been baking? That's right. Alright. Curds and Way. Well this is uh this is the first episode
1: of a new year for now. That means I go first. You go going, going first. That's right. What's the track? This the first track is one that I could've s swear up a day I picked for the show in the past, but I couldn't find it. All so right. I'm gonna I'll tell you me. I have a pretty good memory. So this <laughs> is from the game Final Fantasy V. Uh well, we haven't played a lot of five. And the track title is called The Fire Powered Ship. And it's composed by Nobuo Uematsu. We know it, yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it is for now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't I don't think we play this one. <music>
1: listening to The Fire-Powered Ship from the game Final Fantasy V on so many systems. <laughs> but it originated on the Super Nintendo and it's composed by Nobuo Uematsu. Um, so, contrary to what one would expect, this has always been the track on the Final Fantasy V OST that's always stood at the top of the heap for me. Hmm. It's not particularly the most uh, dynamic... And it doesn't have as much going on Mm -hmm. with it as some of the other tracks does do. But I don't know. Like, I think a lot of the reason why I hold it in such high esteem and why I listen to it so much is for the same reason why I picked it for this topic. Is that this is not a track that you hear it and go, all the chips are on the line. I got to go take care of business. It's not, you know, angst inducing. Mm -hmm. None of it. But it gives you that sort of inner, that buildup, that buildup of heroism where it's like, I have, this is, it's time to go. It's time to do something noble. Yeah, this it's, is, this is getting pumped. Like this is, it,
0: if you, uh, this is preparing yourself to do what is right. Yes. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, I like that. And it's I'm funny, getting that, I'm getting that.
1: And it's only in a dungeon that it plays. That's the best part. Like this isn't this isn't a cinema scene. This isn't a story element. This is just a dungeon in the game plays this track, but it makes you end up not wanting the dungeon to end because it's so (laughs) good. I just like running around and doing stuff slowly, so I can hear this track longer. Um, But I I I adore this jam so (laughs) much.
0: I never played five because I mean again because five wasn't released in the states. Not that I had a Super Nintendo, but it made it. That made that barrier just that much more, you know.
1: Yeah, Five was a weird case in it that did. when it finally came out here, like I played it as a fan translation first. Yeah,
0: because it came out, and it was probably the fan translation that was that was adapted on the on the PlayStation One. It was like that was a Final Fantasy Chronicles. Actually, no,
1: they actually retranslated it themselves. I oh, did that. Yeah, a lot of the times they're rel- if they they're reluctant to use fan translations, mm. which I kind of understand sometimes because I've played multiple fan translations where it'll be a normal translation and then suddenly. They'll just like slip this one section of dialogue. Where it's like, whoa, that shouldn't be there. <laughs> and You can tell it shouldn't be there. And if they totally <laughs> chose that fan translation yeah. without reviewing it fully, they can miss that. Mm. And then, oops. But um, uh, this game, like when it first came out via fan translation, I it wasn't quite clicking for me because by then I already played six, mm-hmm. and seven. And if anything, I think I even played eight. No, I hadn't played eight yet. I only played seven on it. Mm. And um, it this game felt. Like primitive compared to those two, not in a negative way. Because as as I've gotten older, I'm like these but, are timeless. All those SNES ones are timeless. But it did did show
0: its age. It showed its age, yeah. and
1: I wasn't quite as versed because the, the narrative wasn't as strong as far as like how things were going on. Mm. It was very like sporadic encounters and stuff. Yeah, but it still carried some really cool bits. Like for one, this is the where they originated the job systems that became prevalent in future games. Yeah, they started here. I want to say this is probably the first RPG, in general, that had a job system, not class. Don't be. confuse it with class. Job system. Now this job. No, this
0: game has class. Oh, it does have a class. But okay. it, but it's a job. It's a job, though. You have to you have to have
1: a job. Oh dear Lord, Robert! No, <laughs> stop it! <laughs> 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 like, you're like Robert. No, <laughs> no, don't. um But like yeah, this game yeah. It had that. It um. Music was, of course, on point. This mm. is a prime example of that. Um, it did more of this the storytelling style that I think has actually kinda disappeared from a number of these games where they were like dealing with the outer space madness, mm. sci fi stuff. Um, but it and it still just ultimately carried the general love and feeling that, you know, like sixteen bit Final Fantasies had. I I to this day can still go back and play it and enjoy mm. it. It's just I think it's interesting in the sense that due to how it came out and how it was experienced it may not have stuck with minds as much as the previous ones did because you played them when you were young you played them when they first released Mm -hmm. and they kind of built up from that point where this was almost like an afterthought like hey we're going to go back and release this game later on beyond when it originally came out so you can go back and try it I guess (laughs) And I can't speak for everybody, but I can definitely say, and I've learned this recently due to some encounters and experiences of dialogue, mm-hmm. that um, games that I play later in life intended to be filling in the blanks of games I could have played when I was a teenager or a kid. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember them the same. They don't stick as hard as those yeah. did. Oh, yeah.
0: It's like like listening to music when at that age, at a younger mm-hmm. age it sticks with you. It makes an impression. But if, if, if it's like, you know what? I never really listened to Metallica, which is true. Mm-hmm. If I went and listened to it now and got really into it, it's not going to stick. Yes. It's not going to stick with me, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. And that's definitely the case yeah. with like video games. Like Sometimes there are certain games that can buck that trend, mm-hmm. but those have to be games that really connect. they got to
0: stand out. I, I know that once I start playing Super Metroid, that's probably going to be one of those.
1: Funny thing is, that's a game that didn't stick with me oh, too no? well. No, yeah, no. like Metroid Two. Oh. Oddly enough, stuck with me more. Okay,
0: you know what stuck with me? I, even though I played it after the fact, because I never had a Super Nintendo as a kid, and I wasn't really into RPGs as a kid. But when I finally got around to playing Chrono Trigger, mm-hmm. that game is incredible. Yes, like yes even I could play it today, right now, and just and, and recognize like how amazing it is. Like it, you, it makes you feel emotional for all of the people in, in the game. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's, again, it's colorful, and the music is, is so good. It, it Just everything about that package draws you in. Despite- Pearl
1: Trigger houses mm-hmm. a, a, a solution that Square Enix wishes it could figure out the solution to mm-hmm. and re it. Yeah, they need... They need they, they, I don't know what it is. I'm thinking maybe it was whatever team they
0: had at the time. I, I bet anything that's probably what it was.
1: I almost even question that now, because I've seen a number of cases lately where like they, like they companies will try to get like these masterful teams yeah. back together to, again, strike lightning twice. It was so long ago just now. can't do a it. Lot, a
0: lot of these developers and these writers, they're, they're much older. Maybe they're just done. I, I don't know. I'm not done, but like they just... What they're doing now is different. Like they, you, you just can't recreate what that was. You know, mm-hmm. it's like um, it's like that Metallica album. They can't record <laughs> it again. I don't, I don't even like Metallica. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's so like
1: that Metallica thing with the soul. Uh, <laughs> all
0: right, so um, so I pick music of I pick tracks that I use actually to get pumped up for other things. So my first track is a track that I use to get pumped up for when I go to play GDR. Not pump it up. Not pump it up, no. And this isn't even like DDR, DDR. This is like, of course, this is from the game um, Ease uh, Eight, Lacrimosa of Interesting. Dana. Interesting. Um, because I played this track and it gets me pumped, and so now I, I, I play it all, all the time. Line, no, it's Night Survivor.
1: Good choice.
0: Yes, this is Mutsu. Um, I'm sorry, Mitsuo Suihiro who's credited as Mutsuo Singa. And this, like all of my tracks today are just like crazy, like off the wall stuff. So this is Night Survivor from Ease 8 Lacrimosa of Dana. I guess I should uh, dedicate this to Chris Baines.
1: (laughs) Sounds about right. All right. This this would be a Chris Jam. Yeah.
0: Is Night Survivor from the game Ease Eight, Lacrimosa of Dana? I almost said Danger, Lacrimosa of Danger. That would have been appropriate. Composed <laughs> by Mitsuo Suihiro, who's credited as Mitsuo Singa. And yeah, I've never played Ease Eight <laughs> or any of these games. Really, this song is awesome. It's so good.
1: It's funny that you chose this track too, because I didn't pick it for this episode. It wasn't even on my short list. But I can say that that reasoning was not because of a lack of use, because I have legitimately mm. actually used this track for the exact purpose that we are describing right now. <laughs> it was most particularly two times um, driving at night, trying to get home. i say like 2 in the morning, and I'm tired. And I'm trying <laughs> to get home after a party in Baltimore. Mm. This track has been used to get me home. Um, <laughs> in addition to that, I have also used it back like when I was like trying to pick up my running speed. Yeah. This is a track that I would play, like, running through the valley, used preferably on downhill, because the idea is you want to play it when you're trying to run without stopping. Yeah. Hills make that kind of tough to do. It so, does, yeah. yeah. So, like, I, this track was, this this hmm. was perfect for that. Good. And the best part, or context for you in the game, uh, when I first heard this track and fell for it, I hadn't heard it in the game. I just was listening to some Ease Eight OST music. Playing it in the game proper, oh, God. Yeah. It does the job because I'm playing on Nightmare. and this um, <laughs>
0: sounds like a Nightmare mode-like song.
1: It is. Yeah. So there are missions you can take in the game where you go out specifically at night mm. to do the run runs and protect the camp that you're all housed at. And at night, the monsters are more ferocious. Sometimes they're larger. And they come out in droves. Mm. So I'm also playing on a difficulty where I die in two hits. So I'm going, i like, just like another level of the game, no big deal. You show up in this war, this wooded forest area, and, like wolves are just jumping on and you. It's and it's playing this mus- music.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's Dodging awesome. Dodging
1: everything. Like I can't fight anybody. I'm freaking out. I'm wondering if I'm underpowered for the area. Should I have waited to come here? It's it's vicious. Now, Chris Murray's probably listening to this is like, ain't that bad, Pernail. Ain't that bad. Yeah. You're wrong, Chris. You just got level. Yeah, come
0: on, Pernail. You just got to level it up. You got to level it up. Uh, but no, this is, this for me, this is what I, I'm, like this is why I'm like really into DDR at the moment, um, playing stamina, and any any st- stamina is not. A st- it's a, mainly a style of, of song and chart in the game that's at least three or four minutes, and and it's not designed to be complicated. So there's no crossovers, there's the, the the rhythm there's no difficult rhythms. It's just designed to test your endurance.
1: And this was in there. For and it? this is
0: it's, so there's a series of packs that people uh, work together to create called uh, Trails of Cold Stream.
1: <laughs> the game is great.
0: It's so good, and like I can't pass half the stuff in Like Sunshine Coastlines, like a twenty. Jesus. And so this this one came out um, for the online tournament like months ago, um, and part of a marathon. And this was like the third or fourth track in the marathon. And it's called Trails of Cold Thirteens. So everyone's <laughs> a thirteen, which in this game. In, the, in this style of uh of stamina is
1: you're saying rated
0: 13 or 13th notes it's a third it's rated a 13 it's all 16th notes so it's like it is a fast song um and that's like low tier like that's me at the lowest tier like struggling um so but like what now like i'm i associate this music with the game now and so i listen to this to get myself like yeah 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 because yeah, it's so much fun like the piano and the violin like any of this stuff there's so much like dalcom sound team stuff in this game now
1: yes and for good reason their music is if you're going to take game music that Mm. didn't exist in ddr and convert it yeah dalcom should be like the first place you look
0: (laughs) it's so much fun it's it really it really really is and so i finished my pack my pack for the community of every every song from the original game wipeout not rystar not rystar no I mean, I mean that w- it's too slow.
1: <laughs> I know, it's just It
0: still has to have a pretty good rhythm to it to keep going. So, I, it's um, uh, Cold Storage, who's the original artist of that, had remastered and remixed every song from the original game because people kept asking him, "We want better quality tracks." Mm-hmm. So he redid the whole thing. Oh. And so um, I bought it and then stepped the whole thing, and I, and people are into that, so that's pretty good. Now I'm doing some more stuff too because the whole thing is community generated. No one's doing it for no one's doing it for um, for money. So it's like just for fun. It's just all for fun, and there's so much content out there now. And um, and was, I'm playing the RPG right now, which is every song is like a monster, and you finish the the song, you get experience points, and you unlock new songs. It's it's really cool. It's really really cool. And at certain tempos, you level up your um like like between the one thirty to one forty BPM range and like one eighty to one ninety BPM range, you have different levels for those.
1: So it's like a variety of different tiers you got to grow into.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm working my way through that so that I can like finish quests, which is like you have to defeat, like what? And then the quests on the website say like, oh, well, um, this monster's coming, and it sounds like a, it's a really, it's it a sounds mon-
1: like a lot of arpeggio. Well, no, it's
0: it's a monster that's made entirely of metal. So you have to look through the, like the, the list of songs for like heavy metal songs, and uh-huh. you defeat those, then you defeat, then you finish the quest, and then it unlocks like like the hard mode monsters or something. So it's like it's it's really interesting. Um, the guy who's doing it, um, Ian Piles, is obsessed with. He says the only real video games are rhythm games, RPGs, and visual novels. That's that's all, it's all he cares involved. about. So, so he's made um, a rhythm game that's an RPG that has visual novel components.
1: I gotta say, it's pretty cool. If I were going to hunker down on a small segment of the art of the video game genres, that's not a bad set to hunker down on, too.
0: I know. That's that's you, you. like what you like, and then you you put your whole body and soul into it he um, unfortunately is his tournament this year it was canceled this would be the second year that he would he has actually rented out a hotel to do it so he's losing a lot of money
1: i'm sure there's like probably a covid clause in there yeah i'm hope i'm
0: hoping there's some kind of clause to have him do it but i mean he was going to lose money anyway doing this stuff so the fact that everything has to get shuffled around then people who are flying in can't have to do it, it's it's a big it's a big problem so um, i'm trying to support him as much as i can but it's it's good stuff i'm glad i discovered it now that i'm like old
1: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it wouldn't even have been around when you we were young.
0: No, this, all this stuff started about
1: like eight years ago.
0: Um, all right, so that's my second track. What is your – that's my first track. First What's your track. second like, track? What are you talking yeah, that's my, about? That was my
1: first. not So this track, actually I was trying to look for a reason to put this on the show. Like I needed a topic, and lo and behold, here it is. So I'm going to use it. Um, this comes from the game Shantae and the Seven Sirens, and the track title is called Vent Labyrinth. And it's composed by not Vert. Um it's actually composed by someone named Mark Sparling. Oh, Mark Sparling, you know him? He went to school. I bet you did. I bet you did. We we were we
0: were best friends for now. Mm-hmm. We were best better than you.
1: Uh-huh. Well, I didn't know you back then, so I would make sense. Sparling. <laughs> We're just listening to the Sea Vent Labyrinth theme from the game Shantae in the Seven Sirens, released on Switch, PS4, and Xbox One, composed by Mark Sparling. Rob did not go to school with Mark Sparling. No, it did not. No, I was just <laughs> I was just joking with you. I, don't know, but I think it's funny. Like I mean, listen, like Mark, he went to school with Mark. Sparling. <laughs> no, he didn't. But it was still pretty funny. So this track, um, so this track does get me pumped it yeah. is a track that I heard I guess like a month or two ago I ended up reviewing the game mm-hmm. and it's funny because Rob and I are bopping to this thing yeah and when I first heard it in the game I was excited like I loved it and I was like I gotta hear more of it so I went out the internet to see of course what other people thought of it as I was trying to find a place to go listen to it and this track has such mixed opinions also it was released on Apple Arcade there's the one I was missing for good reason um, people were basically like, either people love this track or they abhorred it. Really? Like, how? How? I don't even this try is to, cool. I tried to even ask. Like, I don't it, know. It, well, I mean... Okay, is the rest of the soundtrack like chippy? No, this one stands out. So, mm-hmm. there are multiple composers on this thing. Not to say that Mark Sparling only did like one track. He did a bunch on it. But, uh, this track, I will say for Shantae... Is not a normal Shantae track. And even for this game, which is different from typical Shantae OSTs because Bert didn't do it, this stands out even on that OST. Mm. Which may also be partly why I liked it so much. Um the dungeon itself even gets mixed opinions because it's one of the longest dungeons in the game. And a lot of people like to come- I've seen people complain that they thought the dungeon was too long. They wanted to be able to get through it and move on within like 30 minutes. Mm. Whereas I being who I am was like, this music is fantastic. I want this little take as long as it possibly can so I can keep hearing it. And I did the whole thing in one sitting. Um, because I was having a freaking ball. Like, like this is good. Yeah, my philosophy typically boils down to like if I'm having fun, it doesn't have to stop for any particular reason. Let it keep going. In mm-hmm. which case this dungeon nailed it. And it has some great puzzles in it as well. Mm-hmm. One in particular that kind of you see the beginning of it. And you play the whole dungeon just waiting for it to pay. I was like, where do I get to the way to? Where how do I get there? I gotta get back to that thing I saw at the beginning of the level. At the very end, you're like, there it is. You're like, you trigger it, it takes you all the way back. <laughs> and it just feels amazing to pull it off. It's it's a great, great stage. And this track really gets me pumped for it. It's just energetic, it's fiery, which is fitting because you're in a volcanic underwater cave. Um it's just good. Mm. I love this track so
0: much. So Mark Sparling also did the music to a short hike. Oh, which we also played on the show. It's very different from this song.
1: Yes, it is. That's it's, a very relaxing. Uh, yeah, listening. that's
0: a very chill anti-pump. It, anti-pump. Yeah, this is the is the opposite of pump. The antithesis of what pumping up is. It's, uh, it's a melting down. I, I guess it's a uh, letting the air out. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> defla- deflating. it's deflating. It's deflating. Besides that, that sounds awful. It's, it's a deflating soundtrack. No, it's. It's like it's a it's a bre- it's like breathing. It's like breathing out. Like if this song is it's breathing a, in,
1: it's a breath of fresh air. That
0: soundtrack is breathing out. Um, mm-hmm. but this is breathing,
1: really- breathing. <laughs> <and stuff. laughs>
0: oh god. Um, no, I really really enjoy this um, a lot. I, re- I thought it reminded me of the artist Chipsel. Yeah. Uh, ex- it- except for the, the the heavy guitar, which I don't think she tends to have. Um, but no, I've been enjoying. Uh, she's been doing little um, uh, streamed concerts on Twitch. And um and sharing them on on uh, really? Twitter, yeah, it's really really good. I came
1: across that one, but I thought it was a one off thing.
0: No, she's been doing them more now. Um, just her in her studio and her dog just like bopping around with their Game Boys. It's yeah, really it's, it's hilarious. It's pretty awesome. She, she puts the energy out there for everybody to see. Oh yeah, it's it's like she's not like she can't perform in front of people like live people. She's gonna. Do it online like she is. You know, it, like, a lot of people are doing that.
1: She's probably having more fun with it there because she can play with her dog. Yeah, <laughs> can have the dog on stage. It is really cool. And her, her um her uh, uh, studio
0: is amazing. Like the gear that she's got in there. And like she has like a window that looks out to like a field. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool. I don't know. I don't know where, where it is, but it's it's really really cool. So it's it's I don't know. I feel like uh, uh, artists doing these um live streams, you get the kind of like a kind of window into their lives. You know, a little bit. Which is neat. Oh, there's a lot of DJs that I listen to are doing like weekly streams, and the thing now is to. It looks like they're obviously taking like their studio, moving it around so they can put cameras on it. Mm-hmm. But they have like there. It's always plants, like tons and tons of plants everywhere, and it says it's always like oh, it's really oh that plant's growing, you know, like oh that that
1: flower's bigger than it was. You know? I love how for some dumb reason my mind <laughs> took that and went to like Dino. It's a jungle. It's <laughs> a Dino. It's a jungle, which is a really bad song in wow. like Sonic. Oh, really? I don't know that one at all. Dino, it's a jungle. I'm going to listen to that one. Well, Wicked Wild! (laughs) Coincidentally, that's my next track. (laughs) What do you know? Sonic is a dino, it's a jungle.
0: So my next track is music that I listen to when I'm driving to the park to get my running in. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Jet Set Radio. Um, Something, I don't know, maybe it's the nostalgia. Maybe it's like, and it's not even the nostalgia for the game. It's the sound of the music reminds me. Of like the late '90s, of like of the electronic music that I used to listen to. I can dig that. So this is Yellow Beam from Jet Set Radio, composed by Hideki Naganuma. How can? You? That was Yellow Beam from the game Jet Set Radio, composed by Hideki Naganuma, and that—that's like that's Hideki Naganuma, like all over it. the guitars, the weird samples from from wherever. Milk's
1: place, milk's place, milk's place. the rapping that
0: doesn't make any sense. I milk's
1: mean, place.
0: Even towards the end, there's like there's like this uh music, there's a sound. It sounds like scraping of metal, which I think it fits with like, the grinding all over the city, but, like, it's just, it's weird that it's part
1: of the music, you know? It does have that one thing I like in some Mm. songs that I don't hear it very often in games, but when I do, I like it, which is, for whatever reason, when they'll take a track and they'll play it, but then in the background of the track, they'll just have a conversation (laughs) happening. (laughs) Yeah. And I can't explain why I like it. The first time I ever heard it in the game was in Persona 1 Mm -hmm. in the Diva Yuga dungeon, where it's just, like... Two people having a conversation, and I ended up eventually digging and learning that it was a sample from like a movie or something. But.
0: Yeah, th- th- I think that's like a thing of like these, this early electronic music, people just sampling wherever they could find. Um, there was, a, there was a, an artist way back in the day, his name was Scanner, mm-hmm. and he would perform with like drum machines and synthesizers and a radio scanner, and just picking up um, uh, uh, conversations and stuff from like early cell phones, oh. and that's all he did. So he would like find conversations and pipe them into a live, um, like a live performance, and then play music around, like like the the tone of the conversations, that which is be so
1: dicey. Though I
0: know, right? Uh, I don't. Know. I mean, if you look up his music now, I doubt that a lot of that is out there. I mean, if it is, I don't. I don't know if it's been recorded. It's been so long.
1: But can you imagine he listening did. to this guy? and be like, wait a minute, that's me. <laughs> I know, right? Like, or maybe he
0: sampled some like some weird people talking or yelling at each other. I it mean, sucked. I'm
1: assuming he at least maybe filtered. It. it wasn't just like random on the spot stuff. it like some really disturbing dialogue. He's like, I could, I can't mix over this.
0: <laughs> I need to call the cops. Well, it's, I guess it's it's all it's all kind of a part of a of a um, like a performance art, you know, type thing. And I was really into that like abstract. Art artsy you oh, know, I know. stuff back in the day.
1: You introduced me to be the Square Pusher, which of all the weird music I <laughs> listen to, I still think that's probably the weirdest thing I'm down with. That and deer hoof, which came from Chris Smith.
0: Oh yeah. Any of well any of my weird musical tastes came from Chris Smith too. Well there it is. Yeah, He's
1: the epicenter of weird
0: taste. He is the blame. <laughs> like half of my record collection, he is to blame.
1: He's like, Rebby, i listen to this. I'm like, oh, thanks. Like This involves a track where for the first 2 minutes the lead artist is just drinking milk. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, what do
0: we have? It was um it was Lou Reed and it was called uh Metal me, uh, Metal Machine Music. So Lou Reed, how was this famous song? I can't I'll think of it later, but Metal Machine Music is literally a record of just grinding noises for an
1: hour. And it just it <laughs> makes you genuinely start to wonder like, what <laughs> What is it about someone's hearing and the way they're I don't know how their, their hearing portfolio mm-hmm. what would be the technical term for them? Walk
0: on the wild side you know hey, walk on the wild side okay. but then he had an album that was like I don't know maybe it was like the 60s or the 70s and it was all like weird stuff. yeah, metal machine music
1: but it's like it makes you <laughs> wonder like what what would it be what would it be that would allow someone's mind or hearing to process mm-hmm. a sound? Like that, and go. This sounds great. Yeah, I, I don't know, um, but there are commonalities there that everyone has. Like, I'm sure it's like that abnormal person, but like, I don't think there's a person I've ever come across that can stand down scratching chalkboard.
0: Okay, so I, I mean, I haven't thought of this in forever. So Wikipedia is saying it was an artistic choice. I always thought it was like it was like a big middle finger to the record industry. Like he had to make another record, so he was like, "Well, here's this one. <laughs> People will still buy." And of course, it was like you know, young high school. Uh, Rob Nichols and I was like I'm gonna listen to the whole
1: thing and it's gonna be good <laughs> you already got your money oh, you oh, may the, as
0: well the, uh, there's an Aphex Twin track called Ventolin where there's this really really screechy high pitched sound through the entire track that sort of modulates but it's so high pitched it's so terrible
1: that I can hardly listen to it I guess that was what he was shooting for. Like, a yeah, cell. I think so. Yeah. How far can we get people they really shut down? If there was a four-minute existence at the time, he'd be like, "I stopped at thirty <laughs> seconds,
0: forty-five.
1: I got a whole." Man. That's
0: that's like that's unfortunate. Like his his uh, discography, you go back and you're like, okay, which of these albums? Like, can you sit down and actually listen to and which ones are like oh my god what's going on the sound is making me run to the bucket yeah it's too much some of it is too much um, stuff I liked back in the day because it was just challenging mm-hmm. I tell it, you
1: Square Pusher there were a couple songs there where I was like should I it, like this I'd,
0: I'd still like some, like some of his earlier earlier stuff is, is crazy good because he's such a good bassist to begin with but like yeah his rhythms got a little out of, a little out of hand
1: it was literally just like like freaking ticker take tick me she's like <laughs> like I'm listening to this why I don't know but I like it I don't understand my sound taste anymore mm-hmm. nothing makes sense yeah nothing makes sense all right so what is your next track for now Oh, well, this is another example of a track that I genuinely can't believe I've never picked for the show but it's the first time for everything and you got to remedy this this comes from the game Dragon Slayer Legend of Heroes this is the boss battle theme from that game. And it's composed by Ryo Yonimitsu. Oh, okay. Hopefully you just enjoy what you just heard. What you just heard being the boss battle theme from the game, The Legend of Heroes, Dragon Slayer, for the Turbo Super CD. This was composed, actually arranged by Ryo Yonimitsu, but of course composed by the Falcom Sound Team.
0: Um, Miyako Ishikawa and Masaki Kawaii.
1: So, again, I'm surprised I never picked this for the show proper because uh, this has been one of those childhood and forever since tracks that gets me going gets me riled up and fiery Mm. um this plays of course in the aforementioned game it plays during boss battles but unlike what you're used to with a lot of rpgs or jrpgs even this game is broken up in the chapters and each chapter you explore area of the world you'll adventure like caves and fight monsters and such but each chapter culminates with a boss battle so maybe it was just because I was younger at the time. Maybe it's because it was the hardware. It's like, oh, cool, TurboGrafx RPG. Um, but the fact that you knew that the end of the chapter would, would result in one of these battles, and this music was used to common to you know accompany that battle, it got you especially riled up to go. Like you're ready to take this guy out, finish the chapter, save this country, or whatever you're doing <laughs> for that particular moment. Save the Sonya, whatever you were doing, and. uh... Also, at the time, I wasn't as good at these games as I am now. Bosses, if I didn't prepare myself properly, in this case, grinding, um, (laughs) would just decimate me, and that was very true for this game. Like bosses could mop the floor with you if you weren't prepared for them. Hmm. That means get your get the max level of equipment that the area has to offer, get your levels in check, all those things, and one level really can make all the difference in this game. So
0: that's one of those like really like tightly Mm -hmm. like. Put together, i not tightly, but you know what I mean. Like, like it's an early RPG where, like, one level to the next, is actually like a huge boost in strength, and it makes all the difference in the world. To like, it's the almost next like
1: thing. the levels are the gatekeeping to keep you from yeah. just like progressing the game. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think that's that's maybe maybe how it was designed, you know, rather than like getting to the next level of, of a of a platformer.
1: And don't get me yeah. wrong, I think if you were to put both styles of game together, that being Gains where a required minimum level is a factor, and then games where it's less about the level that are still important, mm-hmm. but it's about your character build and how you play. I will definitely take the latter over the former. Mm-hmm. With that said, however, I have a place in my heart for both, as long as the game makes me want it.
0: Now, the um,
1: uh, Dragon Slayer,
0: uh, Legend of Heroes, colon, the Dragon Slayer, or not the Dragon Slayer, but it should be the Dragon Slayer. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Chris Smith used to have a joke where he would uh, sing the Dragon Slayer Blues. What? <laughs> you know, it's such a Chris Smith joke, right?
1: Do 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 do. I just hate these dragons.
0: Yeah, essentially it was that it was him doing. Like,
1: all my gold. It doing like, I'm going to going to slay this dragon. He destroyed my village. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'm gonna kill the dragon, dead, destroy the Got dragon. <laughs> Yeah, got them dragon slaying blues. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: and then it made me think of uh, um, a Ninja Sex Party has a song called "The Dragon Slayer," where he's talking about how, like, he's at a party and he's like, "Look at all these guys. Um, this guy's a football player." And this guy, you know, he can he can he can charm you with his with his muscles. And this guy's a scientist; he's super smart. But have any of them killed a mythical beast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not like this guy. It's such a ninja sex party song, where he's just trying to impress a girl with uh, fat, fake facts. <laughs> <laughs> did it, it, you, and it's not did, going well.
1: Like, did you know in the kingdom of Asmastad, <clears throat> there's a dragon that lies perched <laughs> atop the mountain of Gilgamesh? And only I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. defeated him. Like, that's not a real country, so Pernell. Don't you tell me what it is? Where is where I heard that. That's a name. Yoga Mesh is from a game. Oh, it's from a game. Okay. I, I to... made the other thing up. Oh, okay. Um,
0: anyway, this track is like the most Falcom track ever. You know, first of all, it's an arranged song from like an earlier PC Engine game or PC 98 game. And, uh, and it's, of course, it's got a full like two minute guitar solo.
1: Wham, wham. Like, you know,
0: that's Yonimitsu being like, you know, this song needs a guitar solo. And um, Miyako Ishikawa's like, yeah, do it, do it.
1: (laughs) There's just more, I feel like the Turbo CD, at least for me, I haven't played a ton back then. I wish Mm -hmm. I had the money at the time. I would have, but, but like so many Turbo CD games are just like, Defined by guitar-led OSTs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what's the what's the what's
0: the one that's really famous? The the side-scrolling shoot 'em up. Uh, Lords of Thunder. Lords of Thunder. And yeah. Gates of Thunder. And Gates of Thunder. Um, just like people are like, oh yeah, that's right. Like early like video game soundtracks were like metal. Like mm-hmm. they were like here to to like blow your socks off without the use of blast processing. It's like, <laughs> hey, we can
1: make the, we can <laughs> do this Red Book do audio yeah. thing now. What should we do? Orchestral? No,
0: more no, no. guitars. More guitars. I mean, that's the, that's the Falcom way. Yeah. Um so my last track gets me pumped to play video games again. <laughs> this is the second battle theme from CrossCode. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's I th- I think it's a great get pumped song. It's like it it there's from the, the Crab? The Crab? No, no, it's it's just the main battle theme but it's called Battle oh, okay. 2. Um, it really is the main battle theme. It's what starts up when you initiate um, battles in the game. And you can initiate them anywhere um, or that there's enemies. But like, it just starts up and you can and you can avoid the enemies very easily, which I really appreciate. But I'll talk about that more later. This is uh, composed by Dennis Akbulit. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. This is Battle 2 from CrossCode. We're back you're listening to battle 2 from the game crosscode composed by <clears throat> dennis akbulut and yeah this I mean, that opening right there is that is a pumped up feeling mm-hmm. it's so good
1: it's a good honestly battles in this game are genuine good sense of fun they are like if, if
0: there's so much of it and it is kind of monotonous that if it wasn't fun to do and you couldn't like chain all the battles together Mm-hmm. Like in a combo way, almost like a shoot 'em up, like a, like a bullet hell shoot 'em up that you would combo enemies together as quickly as possible.
1: It's, it's if a, it wasn't
0: like that, it wouldn't be as compelling to keep playing. But they really did a good job with it.
1: Well, it it does that thing, which I honestly prefer when more games are doing this now, where they do this. They try to toe the line between a casual player and a player who wants to extend it. And what I yeah. mean by that is in this game. Combat exists in the way where, like Rob mentioned earlier, you almost never even have to initiate it. You no. pretty much have to make it, you kick it off yourself. Yeah, I
0: love that. I love that I can just explore for like an entire session, like sit down for
1: like an hour and play, and like never have to fight. Now, that's not to say that there might not be like an area later in the game where it might be like a robot or something that's like outright trying to catch you. Mm. But for the most part, if you're out in the field in the wild. Easy breezy, beautiful cover girl.
0: Yeah, there's monsters everywhere. You can bump into
1: them, and you'll never initiate the fight. <laughs> it's great. In addition to that, once you do trigger a battle, you fight it, win, and stop. And if you do, eventually it'll run its course, and you'll heal all your hit points mm-hmm. and your stamina. So it's almost like you don't even have to be concerned about dying or not. Like, hit points are not an issue.
0: Right, but if you're trying to chain as many enemies as you can before, like, you have a timer every time you attack an enemy, and it kind of goes down. So if you're trying to keep it all together, like, you can go down to almost no health, and suddenly in your mind, you're like, I could run away and stop right now. But, but to do that...
1: But I lose my combo. That's <laughs> right. And of course, the reason you want to keep a combo is for better loot! Yeah, you get much, much better pickups and
0: stuff like that. That that wasn't super explained in the game. It was like, you can do this, and this works, but then like you actually start performing the combat... And I'm like, why is it going down? What's happening now? Why do I? Have-? Maybe I didn't pay attention. Maybe I just didn't read. But uh, it wasn't super apparent to me until like four hours in. And I was like, oh, I see what I'm supposed to be doing. But this is this is a really interesting, fun game. I think um, if, if you're if you're looking for that MMO without people in it like like without real people this will scratch that itch pretty good I think
1: and I like it in the sense that the characters that you interact with in the game they talk to you like they're people playing the game so it's not like I am the fighter Jim crops yeah
0: you actually like you can team up with other party members and one early on in the game you do and she's like look I've been playing too long I gotta log out and she disappears and you're like okay (laughs) Okay, see you later buddy Um, but actually, it's getting a little bit later than I want it to be. So, we're going to turn this track down and we're going to get into the bonus round.
1: Bonus round.
0: <laughs> so, when you sing the bonus round songs, is it to the music that we were just listening to?
1: Sometimes, but not all the time. It's yeah? just however I'm feeling that. I'm bit. just curious because, like, you come up with some funny stuff or some
0: interesting tunes. And I'm like, I just, just, where's it coming from? It's the heart. Is it coming from the heart? coming from the heart and a little bit of the soul. The total eclipse of the heart. (laughs) Purely visible. Um, The bonus round is where we play covers and remixes
1: and arrangements on our theme.
0: And, Purnell, what have you got for us?
1: I actually decided this is going to be one of those rare ones where I pick from another game. But I feel like this is fitting for the bonus round. Okay. Because, and I only really learned this today, believe it or not, is that this track isn't even on the original album of the game. Someone had to rip it and share it with the world. Because oh, you can't get off the OST. So, this is from, and also, this is going to have mixed responses. I get it, but it gets me pumped for the game itself. Okay, I mean, and, this
0: fits the, I mean, if it's still original music, but like it's hard to find, like, ah, it fits the bonus
1: round. All right, so let's yeah. see how this goes. Then, this track is called Autotechie Hero, and it's the opening theme from the game Mugen Souls for the PS3. And it's composed by Kenji Kaneko with vocals by Keiji Shinina Fune.
2: That's Can you
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Atotechi Hero. So we believe that's all we're told <laughs> from the game "Moving Souls" <laughs> on the PS3, composed <laughs> by Kenji Koniko, with vocals by Keiji Shinina Fune,
0: who is just the, who is the producer of the game, who sounds like he got drunk to do karaoke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so good. Like I, this is one of those tracks. Like when I thinking back to like when I first started listening to anime or watching anime rather. And then of course the opening themes would play in a language I couldn't understand. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I didn't know if I should enjoy it or not because I didn't understand what was being said. And depending on the show, it could be like intended hamminess going on with it too and you wouldn't mm-hmm. even know because again, you don't know the language. So you yeah. don't know the different inflections and yeah. stuff that take place with You I mean
0: it. you don't know like if they were doing it on purpose to be like silly and you're like, Oh, this is cool. This is
1: great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's what I get from this. It's like I hear it. I heard it at the game, I'm like, this sounds really good.
0: Yeah, but like listening to the rest of the soundtrack just now, like like bits and pieces of, of tempo sate or tempe sato's uh music, it kind of fits in with this. But like the but the the singing. The singing I mean, is gold. The singing sounds like 2 a.m. He's had way too much to drink. He just watched his favorite Sentai. <laughs> sentai, yeah. yeah, that's what he's doing. He's like going, uh, Summon
1: the robot.
0: <laughs> he's summoning his robots. Yeah, that's good. That that's a good. That this is a good pick. This, this destroys my pick, which I mean I like, but it's not. It's no Atotech a hero. <laughs> um, I don't know, this 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 is music that always gets me going. This is from Streets of Rage. This is Go Straight. But it's called Go Straight and Go Skate, and it is remixed by Donnie, D-O-N-I, which I played on the show. But it's also featuring a very funky artist, Rob K-T-A. Wow. All right, that was Go Straight and Go Skate by Donnie featuring Rob KTA from Streets of Rage, originally composed by Yuso Koshiro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one knows no one knows what they're saying, but we're pretty sure it's just OPP.
1: Because back then you know That was the one that was like a big song yeah. and everyone talked about that 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 abbreviation mm-hmm. but to hear the characters in the game I was like what is he saying what I think he's saying? Because it didn't fit. It didn't make any sense why he would say OPP when he would jump on a guy's head and start <laughs> pounding away at it. Overpowered.
0: Powered. Overpowered punches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what it is. But for more information on the bonus round, go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to the artist's SoundClouds, band camps, and everywhere you can download this music and support these artists. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on episode 24-1. This is the start of World 24 of Rhythm and Pixels. This is our... Get pumped up, music! This is is the th-
1: hoping they bring the raccoon leaf back this in World the- Twenty
0: Four. Yeah, I know, right? It was so much easier to get past those Piranha Plants in <laughs> World twenty 20- World Twenty Three was a slog. Let me tell you, I don't know, I don't know how we got through World Twenty
1: Three. <laughs> the power of friendship compelled us to succeed.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know. I thought we did pretty good in World Twenty Three. I would say so. I-, I leveled up. You leveled up. You found those boots. I did the ones with the laces. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, they they keep. <laughs> keep them from falling off. That's true. That's a very important power-up. It's pretty, pretty good. But yeah, anyway, thanks, thanks for listening to our show all the way through. Um, uh, I've got some stuff. Yeah, we got some stuff. Go to the website. because <laughs> what
1: the heck is that about? No. we got a thing with we got the, stuff on it.
0: We have some new merchandise, which are things with stuff on it. Yes. Um, so if you go to the website, rhythmandpixels.com, we have um, t-shirts and hoodies and all sorts of stuff um, with some new logo. We have our, li- our classic logo. We have... The new classic hip hop run VGM uh, shirts, and now we have lobster racing. That that thing looks hilarious, which is really silly. Um, I spent way too much time making a fake Atari game logo for lobster racing.
1: (laughs) It's not what you expect. I I realized
0: I I left like the Lamborghini or whatever logo on the thing, and it, it should be okay. I don't think anyone's gonna mind if we sell a
1: couple t-shirts with a lobster and a race car of course now you guys wonder <laughs> if like there's like gonna be a guy at like the company like is that what I think it is did someone use our logo with a crustacean <laughs> yeah, not know. on my
0: watch I probably should have talked about this at the opening of the show but I'm really proud of that stuff so I'm, we're gonna have more weird merchandise if, if you would like to if you have an idea for merchandise that we could do like any kind of weird like stuff I, I mean I'll, I'll put in the work and make something really and just to cover our bases we still gotta do the bumper stickers oh yeah bumper stickers are on their way I gotta find a a producer of stickers for that stickers that bump uh, but if you have any ideas for, for for silly merchandise of things that maybe we've said or have covered or if you have any uh, track suggestions or, or topic suggestions please send them our way over our email rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com and if you want a full track listing from all of our episodes and access to all of our episodes and links to everything that we're doing including the merchandise and um, our discord server go to the website rhythmandpixels.com and over at YouTube dot um, com slash Rhythm and Pixels you got, we have a 24-7 music stream it's, a, it's the 8-bit 16-bit radio that is um, actually by the time this episode comes out hopefully it's back online it would have been off for a couple days while my house is getting redone which is why I'm speeding through this because I still have to clear out my living room he's got a lot to do because they're pulling out my floor uh, but check that out that's 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 a great thing um, to, to listen to while you're at work it's all classic music and um, some deep cuts that you might not have recognized otherwise, but would still enjoy. So check that out. Um, And if you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash rhythmandpixels. Um, And you can support us there. And there's a lot of perks. You get access to a prequel episode every week. And you get access to a live stream once a month. Those are fun, right? I think
1: so. Some would say so. They'd be wrong if they disagreed. they better agree. Fine. fun.
0: And now I will list... Now I'm listing everybody who are wrong.
1: <laughs> all, of,
2: all
0: of these people I have a problem with. No, you don't.' No, no, I've, all these people have supported us and, and they're and they're amazing. And um, I'm also coming for them <laughs> <laughs> With cupcakes. Uh, with merchandise now. Um, so we' would like to thank that Nick Walker, the last weekend, Mike Myers, Sonic Medley, Taco, Harold Howard, Dave Taylor, Reinhardt Silkova, Andreas Mirlberg, Dan Louton, Phantom Jest, Steve Miller, the autistic gamer 89, Cameron Worma, Christopher Sendstrom, Bobby Arson from One Up Funk, Wicked Sephiroth, Carlos Kung Fu Carlito from the Heroes 3 podcast, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast. When are you going to make a new one? You should make a new one, buddy. Or you should just come on our show. I would be good for either. We'll do some more uh, Commodore 64 uh, uh, silliness. Oh, and Brian Pitt. So thank you all so, so much. Including you, Brian Pitt. We did not forget about you. Come on the show. He's always last. I don't know why he's always last. I think P comes after B after. I don't know how it gets. How I have this sorted. I'm gonna say him out of order next time. Didn't hurt. I'll end up saying like Steve Miller like five times, <laughs> and then he'll show up in the mirror <laughs> and kill you.
1: No, he'll show up in the mirror and recommend some really awesome music.
0: If you stare into the screen of an Apple IIe and say Michael Bridgewater three times, he'll show up and make you a fresh cut. Yeah, he'll make you some tea.
1: <laughs> I'd be, honestly, I'd be fine with
0: it. <laughs> i give you a fresh cut. Right. A little off the top. A little off the top. Some blips and blocks. Yeah. Um, anyway, that, that's that's it from me. Do you have anything you want to shout out? Yes, at the SML Podcast. That's that's pretty big.
1: Yeah, definitely check that out. Just the general episode 600, we just kind of prattled on about like, some game memories and like when we first joined the show, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and aside from that, it's just... Business as usual for me. I am trying to pull myself out of whatever mind zone I'm mm-hmm. in. But uh, in the event that I pull that off, maybe I'll finally stream a game. I I, I have no idea how that works. I'm going to be just going to be the guy saying like the year 2026. But one of these is going to happen. <laughs> it's going to
0: happen. It's, it's going to happen. happen. Oh, I should give a shout out to uh, Hammock at KVGM. The last wave 100. He's having his hundredth episode soon, ish, sometime soon. I maybe mean, in the next month, maybe. So more like KVGM, the one hundred and first wave will be approaching, and some wacky friends might be along the way to help him celebrate. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I, I'm sure he's got a bunch of other people, like way more important than you and me. So don't listen for us. Listen, listen for for Hammock and his amazing, amazing podcast. Look for that wave, but look for that wave.
1: It's coming for you. The and, wave, and it's bringing some smoothness, some the super. likes of which you could not possibly imagine. until not comprehend. Until it's, until it's cascaded over you, and then you're just yeah. Of-
0: you gotta be careful listening to the, to, to KVGM because uh, if you listen to it next to somebody, you'll fall in love immediately. That's the rule. Yeah, don't don't do that. Take. It's just <laughs> right, write, write this down. I right, KVGM. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the show. My name is Rob Nichols, and I'm Purnell Have
1: a great week. We'll see you next time. And remember, sometimes on our day to days in the present day uh stuff may start to feel a little bit on the been there done that mundane wrote seem sense of feeling um but it's one thing i've come to learn and it has helped here and there as odd as it may sound is sometimes doing it to the sounds of music like what we even featured on this episode has a way of boosting the drive to accomplish something that you're already familiar with like i don't know Making something in the kitchen that's a little on the spicier side, maybe a little more complex than usual, and slap some pump music on there to get you wild and ready to do it. <laughs> All of a sudden, now it's an adventure in cooking, culinary quest, as it were. Um, go jogging, play some pump music, get Night Survivor in your headset while you're going jogging. Yeah, I can tell you from experience, it's like a tempi- it works. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Uh, so sometimes sometimes the music is just with the doctor order to get you pumped for something that you're all too familiar with doing spice up your spice up your activities put some put some hot beats on it